It is live, baby. Live, baby. How you doing? What? I'm good, Doc. How are you? Doing well. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? You got t-shirt weather over there. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, it ebbs and flows. It's probably 50 right now, maybe 53. Okay. I'll take I'm making it. a... It, Go ahead. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all about the wind for me. So as long as it's not windy, I mean, I can go out at 40, you know, uh, when it's windy, even at like, like 70, you know, it's a cold breeze. It's like, I got to, uh, layer up. I got you. It's going to be, I think it's like uh high forties here today. So it's trigger, trigger permissible weather. I'm making uh, salty chicken. Oh, that's beautiful. Did you brine it for uh, a while? Yeah, it's, I didn't. Well, I called you last night at li- pretty late my time. Well, like six. I say pretty late, like six thirty my time. Uh, so it was like nine thirty your time to ask you mm-hmm. how much what your brine was like. But I did half a cup of half a cup of uh, the Redmond salt, half a cup of uh, coconut sh- sugar. Is that not cool. enough? Am I in trouble? That I think the recipe for a for a full on burn about let's call it three and a half four pounds or three to four pounds uh, is one cup of of sugar and half half a cup of of salt. Ooh. Although I usually do you know probably two thirds of a cup of sugar and I add a little bit more salt. Although last the, the very last time my daughter said it was too salty. Um, so it also depends on the size of the pot that you put it in. So if it's a smaller pot, it's going to get, it's going to absorb more, uh, the less water there is, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's like a pretty tight fitting pot. So there's nice. not, you know, the, the yeah. bird is like the same size as the pot, but it's a small bird. So are you doing 24 hours? Uh, or slightly like less, less, a bit less. Yeah. So I put in last night four. like seven. I usually do 48 hours, but the smaller the pot, the, the less time you need for it. Oh, if I do it okay, in a big then, pot, I will do 48 hours. If I do it in a smaller one, I'll do like 24, maybe a little bit more than that. All right. And we also have a brisket that's like a three-day project over here that you encouraged my wife to do. So, But it's a huge oh. brisket. We Now I'm looking at it in the fridge. It takes up like a whole shelf of our fridge. How many pounds? No idea. I mean, it's from, it's not, nothing's weighed. It's, we get it from the, right. from the farmer. It's just yeah. wrapped up, you know? You should, I mean, you should weigh just for the quantities of, um, you know, just for like your idea of time to cook it and such. I'm sure my wife did. I'm just, you know, yeah. I don't know. She's on top of it. I've seen the last recipe that she created with the short ribs. They looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, she, that sauce that she made, I don't know if it's an Israeli thing, but it's called, I think it's like Shug, like S C H U G. Have you heard of this? <laughs> it's, that's what my wife calls it. Shug. It's, um, it's, it's, it's pronounced Shug. Shug. Uh, yeah, it's, of course I know it. I've, I've had it million, millions of times. It's, this is like the, the quintessential Israeli hot sauce. It's absolutely amazing. It's like the Israeli version of chimichurri is what I, how I look at it. Mm. Yeah. And then it comes in different, um, what do we call it? Different strengths in terms of uh, how hot it is. If it's green, it's red. Yeah. So yeah. we she she made this mm-hmm. batch of it, and she said like, oh, you know, you put a tablespoon on your short ribs, and she had like a big Tupperware of it, maybe like three cups, and I ate mm-hmm. a lot of that. I was putting like a spoon, like a tablespoon per bite of short ribs. It was really really good. Just like fresh, oh spicy. Uh, yeah, I love was, that. And on like a slow cooked meat, like you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like. It's just a really nice contrast. Yeah, I have the seasoning ready to go here, and then you know, easy for all kinds of things. It's delicious. Uh, 
Dude, it's great. Um, all right, you want to dive in? I have. Go ahead. Yeah. So t- today, what do we got today? I have. Uh, you know, I've I've been reading this book over here, Healing with DMSO from Dr. Amanda Vollmer, and mm-hmm. I've, I've spoken about DMSO to you a bunch of times and on the podcast briefly, but I really took a deep dive. Is part of like wanting to you know tell you more about it in, in our audience. So that's going to be my contribution for today's conversation. And Amanda, Amanda Vollmer is like the DMSO woman, right? Yeah, she's, she's definitely one of the leading experts. This is one of the things that she, you know, is known for. And she's done kind of a, a PhD on it. Wow. But not, okay. not, I, not, not, not really a PhD, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to say in most cases. In a lot of cases, your DIY PhD is more valuable. Mm-hmm than an actual, actual PhD. I mean, I, I trust a lot of your advice on certain mm-hmm. topics from your, uh, you know, your self-exploration more so than yeah, the formally trained. You know, what's interesting is that she's done, uh, she got it, you know, and I'll get into it. I want to hear about what you are going to be uh, educating me on today in, in our audience. We're, and this is part of the new format we're going to do. We're going to take every podcast and educate one another on one topic, uh, maybe two max uh, from each person. And so that way we can deliver the audience a more, what would we call this? It's more concise. It's more, uh, you know, you know what you're getting into. And I think we should probably talk about what our topics are right away. So if someone's listening and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't give a shit about DMSO or uh, Matt's Matt's topic of uh, shipping work, um, I can, I can save myself and, and move on to another, you know, to be respectful of everyone's time. And, and that way people can mm. vet out whether it's of interest to them or not. Uh, so wait, mm-hmm. with that, I am reading, um, mine's going to be a more of a discussion between you and I, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. I'm still working very slowly through, uh, the practice, Seth Godin's newest, uh, or latest book. And it's, you could read the whole thing in three hours if you wanted to, but it's uh, very thought provoking, so I'm going through it quite slowly, and I'm also doing something new with reading now. Um, I've been doing it for the past couple of weeks, where in the morning I'm reading something that's more like actionable, stimulating. Um, you know, maybe like something around development or health or something like that. Uh, so the practice is is kind of my morning reading, and in the evenings I'm reading something that's more entertaining, uh, but still kind of. Um, it, not not necessarily like fiction or something though. It's, it's typically like right now I'm reading this book called The Wayfinders, and it's about how like hunter gatherer societies, indigenous uh, wisdom should be like uh, utilized in the modern world. It talks about you know a lot of the tribes in Polynesia and stuff like that. Super super cool, um, but nice. you know it's not necessarily actionable. I'm not taking a ton of practices away from it. I'm just more learning about how rad they yeah. are and how soft we are. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I can go first if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Jump in. Okay. Um, so the practice. I first heard Seth Godin doesn't do much media at all. He writes a blog every day, but he is on Tim Ferriss's podcast every so often. I think he's probably been on three or four times. His most recent episode is on his latest book, The Practice, which is about shipping creative work. Um, and it's something that resonates with me in particular because – and I think a lot of people, we have these ideas, these projects that live in Trello or in our journal or on a whiteboard, and they never get 
shipped. They never get fully done. And I think that's comes from, and, and Seth argues it comes from a lot of places. One is we don't ship because we don't know that it's going to work. Um, we, we want some assurance that, Hey, I'm going to, you know, make this musical piece or I'm going to launch this business or I'm going to write this code or build this product and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And Seth's argument is that it doesn't need to work. It's the practice. The practice is doing your work that you're called to do and shipping it. And if it doesn't work, then you do more work and ship and you continually are shipping and, and learning from shipping. And that's the practice. That's what makes you feel whole. That's where the fulfillment comes. That's where the meaning is, is, is doing the work. Mm. It's not about the work being successful. So, and I've noticed this, and even you and I have a friend, um, you know, who I was with in town last weekend and he has a big audience, you know, a couple hundred thousand newsletter subscribers, you know, and, and even he struggles with that last, you know, he can get 80% of his newsletter done, but that last, you know, like 20% is what prevents him from keeping it a regular newsletter. And he said, you know, it's hard. And, and I challenged him with a lot of the stuff from Seth's book and said, Hey, it's about shipping. It's about, you know, being, and I'm not saying spam your mail list or the internet with all your shitty rough drafts. Right. But if you Mm -hmm. get to the point where you've like, I'll do this sometimes with, you know, I have a project that I'm working on and we were going back and forth on naming it and the name doesn't matter. And I noticed it was like an hour and a half of looking at available domains and figuring it out. And it got to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter. The, the getting this right is less important than getting it done. And uh, so we picked something in 30 seconds and shipped it and <laughs> filled out the LLC paperwork and it's like, it's done, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm curious, you are particularly good at shipping work. You, and I think it's because you're so task oriented. And I'm again, I'm projecting on you so you could tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. Um, but you, and I've noticed if I wanted to say, start a podcast or launch a new business project or whatever it is, I think I get caught up in looking at, Hey, there's a thousand little pieces here. And I end up never shipping the one big product or it takes me a really long time to ship the thing, uh, to, to launch it. And I think you're really good at breaking it down into a bunch of tasks and say, here's the 10 tasks that I need in order to get it done. And, uh, Benny, come. Sorry, Benny's uh, barking at the, uh, Amazon people. Um, you're good at breaking it down into these tasks and doing all of those 10 things. Cause a project is really, you know, the, all the mini projects, it's just the culmination of all the mini pieces of work. So what is it, what has your, been your, especially lately with, you know, your brand and, your store and, um, you know, your podcast and your newsletter, you've, you've shipped a lot of stuff in the past. How long has it been? I would say like 45 days. Yeah. And you just committed to doing it and you've done it. And <laughs> I don't know if you want to say this, but what percentage satisfied are you with it? Is it like a hundred percent perfect or what are you, no. what, what's your grade you're shipping at? Well, you encouraged me to ship, you know, I was, I was stalling for a few months because I was on kind of the, the more perfectionist mode. And a lot of times, you know, I'd like to deliver a product that I'm very happy with and it's my hundred percent. Right. So I've been, I would say settling or 
rather than settling, I've been choosing to deliver and ship more often and more quickly at 80, 85%. And I'm very satisfied that I'm shipping. I've, I've also shipped even a response to somebody who, um, I don't know personally. And, uh, it's my friend's wife who had a few questions about vitamin D and vitamin B and about just, um, supplementation. And I decided to write a response right away in meaning within 24 hours. And I wrote her something that was once again, my 85% and she was super stoked to get it. And that was another confirmation. It's the, the timeliness of things is very important. And a lot of times the 85% that I'm delivering or the 80% that I'm delivering is what first, the person does not know what's my hundred percent Two is enough, perhaps even more than enough. And the timeliness of that. So it, it answers really what people are looking for. I like to do the extra work. I know you like to do the extra work. Sounds like uh, your friend that was in town, you know, we're looking really at all these details that people may not even notice. And also maybe their subconscious notice, but it's uh, a lot of times it's extra stuff that is not making a difference. What makes a difference is the meat. And I think 80% is, is where it's at. And I would argue after looking at all of the things that you've shipped, um, at 85%, let's call it, it looks like 95% or a hundred. It looks like full work to me. And I think the ego wants to judge yourself. And when you think that you're, you know, really tweaking it and getting to a hundred, you might've, you know, already been at 95 and tweaked it down to 90. Like there's an, a kind of an overcorrection that might've happened. Mm -hmm. For sure. I agree. It was the same thing when I created a fasting guide, an extended fast guide for the men of integrity community. And I got accolades that, you know, was very comprehensive and such. And I felt like that one specifically was like my, I would say like 65 to 70%, but it was very important to deliver at a certain deadline. Uh, I think I talked about on this podcast, we were supposed to collaborate on it. You threw out your back at the time. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to put up. And you have a lot of the research and knowledge skills on it. So I was kind of relying on you to do the heavy lifting in there and me more of the organizing. <laughs> so, but I dove in and, and you know what it was, it served, um, at least a dozen people to do an extended fast and feel good about it and feel safe, uh, and be able to go through an extended fast, a five day water fast with energy and, um, an ability to get through it, you know, beyond the community support and mental. So it was cool. It was really cool. I think the big takeaway here with regard to you is you're a horrible judge of what a hundred percent of your work is because <laughs> you, you just need to be launching 75s out there and you're going to be doing great. I do. And, and it goes, you know, it's a lesson that I've taken deeply. Yeah, I'm not saying that I apply it all the time. Uh, I do, you know, procrastinate or stall on things because I do want them to do them a bit more uh, in some ways, just more well-rounded well uh, way. And, but yeah, I've been in this, especially in the past 45, especially, especially past 30 days, I've been just delivering and, and uh, to your question on, you know, kind of how am I able to get the momentum to get it done more quickly and take a project is that I do the chunking method. I look into what needs to get done. I, per I put it into very small tasks and then I prioritize those tasks. And I get very big satisfaction from checking things off my list. And every Where's day your, I focus wait, on, on. Where's your list? Where are you post-it notes? How do you do? I want to know like tactically. I, I used to do post-it notes 
and now I do actually have two lists that are overlapping. Some of them have uh, sometimes more than, than, than the other. I do one of them in a note on my phone. Uh, that's kind of my daily or, or weekly tasks, but definitely there's going to be the daily. So there's going to be the data at the top. It says daily to do's. And the, the top is the most thing the, is the most important things that I'm going to focus on for the day. If I get the, the top three things done for the day and I try to make him realistically doable, you know, and I may shuffle things around, then I feel good about myself. Um, and I feel good about progress in that way. You know, I feel accomplished. I feel like I'm, I'm doing my work in the world in terms of my purpose and um, I'm gifting the world my gifts. And below that, it will be a few more tasks that are, if I get to them, great, but otherwise they're for the near term, you know, for the next few days, for the week. And then I have a bigger list and, you know, all kinds of future stuff in Taskade. So that's um, T-A-S-K-A-D-E.com. So that's where I keep, you know, more stuff. Uh, but I, you know, the phone is more accessible if I want to write something down. Um, sometimes I don't get it to desk yet until then I just get it done quickly. Um, so I mostly take just in the, the, the iPhone note taker and I just put, you know, those, those little, uh, circles that you can check bubbles. off. <laughs> yeah. There's bubbles. Um, Damn. so yeah, I've been, I've been doing that and I, I, I've been tracking down and sometimes I put at the top of that something that I'm also having another place. I have a habit tracker from iPhone. And I will put, you know, since I have a new habit of reading every morning for 20 minutes minimum, uh, I put it in the top. So I put reading 20 minutes and then I put KOT, which stands for knees over toes. So I make sure that I get those things done before I get the other tasks done. So I'm getting my reading and I'm getting my workout done before I get into the workday. Because a lot of times I'm eager to get stuff done for work, for my brand, you know, respond to somebody about a question they have to provide value in that way. And then I, uh, you know, it's been like two hours and I haven't trained yet, or I haven't done any reading that I love doing. And it's, you know, a form of self-care for myself. And so I've been putting those at the top of the list. And then, so those, those two have been there for the past, I would say two weeks. And then I have the three things to get done for the day, uh, in terms of tasks. And I keep, I try to keep them small. Uh, you know, I would say the longest one that I had the other day was like 90 minutes. That's, that's a, like a bigger task. Okay. Yeah. You've been, uh, you've been on fire with this lately. You, you've just kind of set out the things that you need to do and been checking them off. And it's been really impressive. And I know you've mentioned that you're prioritizing shipping over perfection. And I, I can't, I don't notice. It doesn't look like, Oh, you know, he got it out there. This is a this is a B plus product. It's not his best work, but it all looks great. And you're and the fact that it's out there, and I'm glad that you said one last thing around sharing your gifts because this is another big argument that Seth makes in the book. I would say if the TLDR is do your work for the sake of doing your work, without the guarantee that it's going to be successful, and ship it because it's selfish not to. There's mm. someone out there that you can benefit, that you can Im impact, um, who needs to see your work and you not shipping it, you not sharing it, you not putting it out to the world is depriving someone of that. Uh, like that. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's a, not only an act of doing your work because it's meaningful and it's what you're supposed to do but it's also an act of generosity. It's, it truly is giving to the world and it doesn't have to reach mm -hmm. 
a hundred thousand people. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure the, you know, the handful of people that had really great benefits in the MOI community from your fasting guide that you said was, what'd you say? A 70%. I mean, I thought even I messaged you and I saw it, I, you're like, Oh, I'm going to put something together, you know, just so everyone has at least like a wireframe to work from. And I thought, Holy shit, man, this is really great. This is a lot. This is like as comprehensive of a fasting guide as I've seen. Um, it, it was good. I'm very happy with the results. <laughs> I, I still think about it. And I'm like, damn, there's there's a good amount of information that I want to add there, you know? Um, yeah. And then, it's a guide, not a book. Correct. And it's, you know, it's it's something a lot of times it's it's about, as you're saying, it's shipping and I can always make a version 2.0 and, and whatnot. And um, yeah, that's the one community that I've been dedicated on delivering. Um, there's there just under 20, 20 men in this community. And it makes, you know, it makes a big impact. Uh, in my opinion, I take great pleasure in impacting, say, 20 men, especially the, you know, the ripple effect of their families and, you know, their working, uh, their communities and, you know, their workspace or working communities and whatnot. So I think that's, to me, that's, that's a great, I take great pleasure in impacting 20 men, especially for 10 men, two people. Um, I take great pleasure in, in making a positive impact and sharing something that can be beneficial to somebody. Yeah. No, you're doing great with that. And I think, um, you know, the one thing I would challenge, I guess, our listeners on is one, you can read Seth's book in a very short period of time. So even if you don't go through it as slowly and, you know, ponder every little piece of it, even if you just kind of whip through it, I think it's very impactful, very thought provoking, worth a few hours of time. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I encourage people, what is the work that you are supposed to be doing? Uh, and this could be in addition to your job. It doesn't have to be your career or whatever, the, but the thing that you're supposed to put out there, the thing you're supposed to share. And um, why aren't you sharing it and, and share it? Why don't we take the opportunity for you to share some of the things you've implemented in the past few weeks from the practice, you know, as inspiration from the practice is getting kind of the fire uh, in your ass to, to share your work with the world. Uh, well, thanks for calling me out. I appreciate that. Um, I, so as you know, I've, I've had a, a few other projects going on that have been like very admin intensive. Let's say I've just had a lot of logistics to get, um, sorted out over, you know, the course of a relatively short period of time. So I prioritize that. But the one thing that I'm taking away from you and the book is I really have to define the goal, which for me, I'm going to be uh, launching a podcast, uh, and you know I can share more about that later. But there's all these overwhelming, you know, a hundred little steps to do that. And I thought, okay, so if the goal is to launch a podcast, what are the ten steps that I need to do in order to mm -hmm. in order to ship it, and then prioritize those from one to ten, and then do number one, and then do number two, nice. and then do number three. And it's not like I'm going to have a podcast at the end of today, but after I do steps one through 10, I will. And it's, I think it's really as much, it's about organization and, and just discipline and setting yourself up for success. Like just create the, find the destination, create the path, and then follow the steps because it's not really rocket science. And I think the quality of the podcast is then it's an iteration on, you know, I think zero to one is the biggest piece. One to two to three to four to five to six. That's an iteration. That's what, after you've already shipped, right? Mm -hmm. 
so that's what uh, I, I've been. Again, I think this is I'm running the risk of not shipping by wireframing what the path is going to look like. But uh, I have some. I'll send you some messages later on. I have some commitments I'm going to make, and I'll uh, I'll let you hold my feet to the fire. That's beautiful. It reminds me. Um, I, I had a I had a conversation with another um, new friend. I will say from uh, one of the courses that I'm taking, and he's in his early sixties. He's been talking about a bunch of blockages that he had in terms of sharing his gift with the world. He has a great gift of teaching people how to get into deep presence. Like Zen, you know, he's done like years on, on years of Zen meditation practices. And he said, you know, for like 14 hours per day, like doing Zen meditations. And, um, oh, I yeah. experienced, I experienced in, you know, within like seconds, his work, you know, it was just doing his magic on me. I'm like, Whoa, this is powerful. And he told me that he shared it with the world before, but you know, every time he kind of gets into a block and stops and was able to give him some, um, little fire in his ass and, and, you know, talk about affirmations and commitments and, um, He's six hours ahead of me in terms of time zone. He's in the Netherlands. So uh, I was pleased to see that later on that evening, he made his affirmation, sent me a, sent me a voice note and, and got it happening. So I think there's some sort of momentum and motivation happening in this uh, beginning of 2023. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm most interested in learning about DMSO because I, I bought a little DMSO rollerball when I heard Steve Maxwell on a Joe Rogan podcast back when Joe Rogan had the JRE actual like podcast app uh, on mm. iOS. Uh, really? Like a little, yeah, the icon looked like a little like a radio. And mm -hmm. I was in college at the time. And I remember listening to Steve Maxwell talk about DMSO. I think it's dimethyl sulfoxide. Is that what it stands for? Yes. Let me uh, kind of. I don't know if that's I even it down. Yeah, even... yeah. dimethyl sulfoxide. Well, it's it's a type of uh, sulfur, you know. And the yeah, day. and they used it. So like, and I had this ankle injury that's been going on for a long time. So I bought this stuff and I would roll it on my ankle. I remember thinking, oh, this is legit. But it was, it didn't look like a marketable product, the one that I had. So I, I think it lost mm -hmm. some credibility in my mind at the time. Which mm -hmm. now I'm I'm almost looking for things that have worse marketing. But uh, that's a, that's a digression. But I, I know that you've been experimenting with it and starting to understand how powerful it is. And I want to know what I should be using it for. Yes, you know, I want part of us doing this new format of the show and being more concise and uh, trying to deliver also more value to our listeners. I've taken a good amount of notes that I have in front of me right now. And from the book from Amanda Vollmer, that's the, that's the one that I've learned about it most. Uh, I first learned about it from uh, my friends at Primal Hacker, Thaddeus Owen um, and Heidi Stein. Uh, and now, uh, you know, I just took the deeper dive. So at first I got the Zen, I think it's called the Zen Magnesium Spray from, it's called DMSO, I think it's DMSO.store which is an online store that Amanda Vollmer, who's based in Canada has. And it's a 50% so she combined 50% magnesium, and I don't know which type of magnesium, uh, with 50% DMSO, super pure. Uh, the purity that you're looking for, if you're looking for DMSO, is 99.995. Um, that's how pure you want it, based on Amanda Vollmer. So um, 
Anyway, so I got the spray and I was using it for, especially since I have a rib injury that's been going on uh, this month for three years to kind of relax the body and get deep into the tissues and help with not only, and I'll talk about all kinds of capabilities Demiso has, but detoxification, but also driving the magnesium really deep into the tissues to relax the, the rib, the rib area injury where I have it and to help with the unwinding process of the body letting go. So eventually my body can find physical, the physical alignment that it's looking for. And I know it's been having trouble doing that. So wait, doc, so the, the DMSO is like the driving mechanism and the magnesium is the relaxing mechanism. So you'd have like deep relaxation. Yeah, so but on it, on its own on its own DMSO has a is a calming effect. It helps with just calming the body. It's a it's a fantastic um, what, what do you call it a, a vasodilator. Um, mm-hmm. So it helps to open up arteries and bring more blood flow and just kind of relaxes the body. It's, it's a diuretic, so it brings you know opens up the arteries, brings more blood flow and all kinds of areas in the body, which also help with injuries, right? So if there's an injured area. By by driving more blood flow, that helps that area recover, just kind of get more more resources. So with, I mean, the Volmer calls DMSO and magnesium as BFFs because they work really well together. What's really cool with DMSO that that can be combined with water uh, based chemicals, let's say, and alcohol based and such and oils, is that it doesn't change the chemical structure of those chemicals that that it combines with and somehow you know it it combines with it and help drive those deep into the body so it goes way beyond the skin into the deep tissues into the end tissues and really bring those let's call them supplements or natural substances such as um like minerals when we have um you can use it with minerals you can use it with uh, I wrote it down here just so I don't forget. Here it comes. Um, getting a little, a little um, stuck in here for a second. Um, just want to make sure that I'm covering the the good stuff in here. So wait, you have the sorry, the, the one that you're using right now is the here. is the magnesium spray, right? Yeah, so I'll, and I'll talk about that in just a second. So, anyways, I just wanted okay. to, to tie the loop in here. So, it's minerals that she talks about, vitamins, botanicals, and homeopathics that are very beneficial. And she goes like, "The sky's the limit." You take one of those, you know, combine it with DMSO, and it depends on how much DMSO you want to do um, in terms of the ratios. What I've been doing, and that's also her recommendation, is that I got the own my own magnesium that I enjoy, and then I started combining that, and I bought some pure DMSO. And I could be combining that 50-50. Now, on top of that, what I've been doing, I've been adding comfy roots. After you uh, introduced me to comfy root, uh, I think it's a comfy salve from Kawaii Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pure, you know, natural substances, beeswax and such, and comfy root and some other things in there. But I've been doing, so I've been doing the magnesium with the DMSO and then immediately putting the comfy root salve on it so I can drive really deep into my tissues, the relaxation and the joint building capabilities of comfrey. So that's how I've been using it mostly. She also has something that is pretty popular that she came up with, and I'm talking about Amanda Vollmer. In the beginning, when she discovered uh, DMSO, is like a hair regrowth formula. Uh, as you can see, I'm losing hair. Uh, I've been using it actually not too many times, so I haven't seen any results. I've used it in like a handful of times. I do have the spray just kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll mess up, I'll mess with it. 
So that's another type. I do want to talk about a, a bunch of capabilities that are mind-boggling that I've read about in the book. And I'm just going to firehouse a bunch of them. So, so it has antimicrobial properties. Uh, it is, uh, it has the, the, the capability to inhibit the growth of bacteria. It reduces inflammation and swelling, uh, by affecting inf inflammation chemicals. It improves the blood supplies. I talked about the injury areas by dilating blood vessels and reducing, uh, blood viscosity, which means pretty much it, it helps to widen the arteries and also prevents them from constricting. So better blood flow. Um, it, um, interestingly enough, it is. It's a natural non-steroidal uh, st anti-inflammatory drug, also known as NSAID. NSAID. Um, yeah. So NSAIDs. Yes. That's the Go reason. Ahead. That's the reason I started using it because Steve Maxwell. This was his only thing that I, I remember him saying. He's like, "This is basically the model product for ibuprofen. They they designed a drug mm -hmm. based on." DMSO. And I remember at the time I just learned about NSAIDs, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and thought like, this is not a good thing for the body. I was following Chris Kresser at the time. He had some, you know, not so pleasant things to say about it. And I had this, you know, this kind of chronic ankle injury that's really swollen and really uncomfortable. And I thought, oh, I could just use this topical DMSO and roll it on. Uh, and it did work really well for that. Apparently it works miracles for injuries, like, especially if, if used right after an injury. Um, and it, I mean, I'm going to go through the, the list here. And then one of the NSAIDs that is very common is aspirin. And as you said, you know, a bunch of doctors and people that are in the know about NSAIDs say that they're dangerous because a bunch of times they're, they're toxic and they can cause, uh, problems in the stomach, especially like ulcers and irritation. Uh, they can also lead to eye damage, cartilage damage. Um, so it's, this is, this is apparently one of the best ways to use, um, an NSAID in a safe way. So using DMSO for that way, um, I'm moving on with the list. So it protects against radiation. She, she's, I mean, the Vollmer was saying it would be great. Every, everybody would works in like a hospital works in like a, you know, like a mining, uh, you know, factory or somewhere where this radiation can use this on a daily basis. And really what it does it apparently creates this protection while somebody is in, in a radiating environment. It's much better prevention. It can also helps with therapy uh, and repair after radiation. So X-ray, CT scans. I mean, and the list goes on and on. Okay, so it's a muscle relaxant. Uh, it has a common effect on the central nervous system. Increased production of white cells and all kinds of other cells that are important for immune system. Um, I'm just, okay, jumping into excellent heavy metal detoxifier. And I'm, I'm not quoting, binding to aluminum, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, and nickel, and eliminating those through urination sweat. Now, one thing to know while we talk about sweat is usually when somebody's sweating, they're sweating out toxins. And since DMSO is such a strong driver of other components through the skin, it is... <laughs> not recommended to use it while somebody's sweating. So one of the, the precautions to do is to, you only want to use DMSO if your skin is super clean. Whether you just took a shower, you know, if you were sweating profusely, definitely recommend to take a shower. If somebody was working with grease and like, you know, a mechanic or somebody or something, 
you know, someone is working with all kinds of other chemicals using, uh, let's say, coconut oil, and then really washing and getting all the toxins out. And um, so that's kind of, you know, kind of the, the first thing to, to think about is you want the skin to be to be clean. Also, you want to allow enough time for the skin to dry before you put on your clothes. So even, even putting like an organic t-shirt that has some organic dyes in it, you know, that would still drive those into the, into the, deep into the tissues. So I think her rule is about 20 minutes to, you know, to be with the skin, um, you know, open and, and not to put anything on the skin. I usually do like five minutes. Um, you can also wipe off access. Um, so anyway, so it expels toxins from the body. Then with the part of the crazy stuff here with the, with the arteries, you know, and, and driving well blood flow is that it can stop a stroke and heart attacks. Like that's some crazy situations. You know, if somebody's going through heart attacks or strokes, it is recommending some data there on applying that orally immediately. And then topically every 15 minutes to get into a high dose of DMSO in the body to bring really a lot of blood flow to help with that. Um, rather does she than give dosage, like, so she, that's the only thing that she does not give dosage for. I think it's based on on legal advice, but she does have dosages and all kinds of combinations in here and recipes on how to use it. So, the the really the the range for uh, for usage, and I have the range in here. Let me see. So the range for usage is about forty to eighty percent DMSO. And on the lower end is more for animals and like sensitive areas that usually would be, you know, from the throat and, and from the neck and above, you know, like eyes, ears, you know, mouth. And then the, the, on the, on the higher end, it will be for thicker skin areas, like the, the soles of the feet, you know? So, you know, there's kind of a, of a, and, and it, it, you know, experimentation with that is essential. Um, you know, the, for anybody who's going to try DMSO, perhaps inspired from this talk or just heard about it from another source, it's best to try this on a small patch of skin at the beginning to see what kind of reaction you get. If you get a reaction, sometimes it's going to be some redness, some itchiness, some swelling. Uh, a lot of times that's from, you know, really opening up the, the blood vessels and that's why you see redness. Um, you know, I, and then there could be also thickening of the skin if used too much. So, you know, apply a small amount on the skin, you know, perhaps if you have sealed this roller, if you get a spray or whatnot or a gel, and once you kind of develop a relationship, you may want to be using more over time. You know, I would suggest just starting small in terms of the percentages and then increasing over time and figuring out how this works with the body. Now, there could be, um, you know, so, so definitely, as she, she said here, definitely do not use this on prescri with prescription drugs uh, as it's going to drive those much more. And then the dosage, you know, would, would not be correct anymore. Even if you don't use it at the same time as a prescription drug, the prescription drug is within the bloodstream and then you use DMSO and that brings more blood flow. And then that takes it, you know, deeper into the bloodstream and the tissues. Um, should not be used with another diuretic since this is, this is a diuretic on its own. Um, and what else did I want to tell you about in here? Um, yeah, I mean, the one there was there is only one uh, human-related death on record in the '60s in Ireland. A woman who had been on a course of antibiotics and anti-anxiety medication, and she had um, uh, an anaphylactic uh, reaction. And yeah, she didn't die from the DMSO. 
Well, well, she still she still took that after having this reaction, like a histamine reaction. She still kept taking it. So, yeah, I mean, mm. but it, you know that that could be dangerous a bunch of times, as, as we know, with all kinds of things. You know, uh, combination of things, dosages. So yeah, on its own, it's very very safe. Um, and interestingly enough, people that have a reaction to the MSO, and this is for anybody who wants to take notes, it's like they see a reaction, they usually have some toxicity in the body that this is bringing out the toxicity. So mm. this is, this is if somebody has some toxicity or some sensitivity to sulfur type compounds, they may want to use, go really slow and get the toxicity out of the body and then build up. So it's a lot. So maybe, uh, yeah, go ahead. Wait, would you, would you, would your recommendation maybe be take maybe like an HTMA test, a hair tissue mineral analysis test, which is mm-hmm. relatively inexpensive. It's a couple hundred bucks. Uh, and I think, I think the company's nutritional analytics who I ordered mine through, and then you can pay maybe like a hundred bucks extra or something like that to sit down with one of their team members and you go through your results and they say, Oh, you got a, you know, a lot of mercury or copper or whatever, and, and come up with strategies for getting that out. So maybe you figure out where you're at, you do some kind of detox, maybe that's with the Quicksilver push catch system or, you know, whatever your detox of choice is, and mm-hmm. then maybe start, it doesn't seem like the, but you said it's a detoxifier. So would you recommend, what's your takeaway? I know you're not given. Right. So, so here, here's the thing. So first thing first, you know, if somebody feels like they're not, they don't have a crazy amount of toxicity in their body or they have this intuition, or if they're not sure, you know, do a small test on, on perhaps on your, on your, on your arm, on your forearm, you know, or on, on a big portion of the body that is not very sensitive. So from the neck below, not, uh, around sexual organs, and, and check what's going on. So the legs, arms, you know, perhaps stomach, give it uh, around the stomach a small amount and give it a try. Now, if you don't see a big reaction, I would say start experimenting and, and increase the dosage and perhaps now think about combining that. And, and there's all kinds of use cases that I'm you know going to dive in here that are oral, like ear, you know, through the ears and such, uh, even some eye drops. It, apparently it, it helps heal cataracts like crazy um because cataracts apparently it's an accumulation of calcium uh you know it kind of builds up in front of the the retina but anyways so i would start small even if somebody is not called to do the hdma test or they want to spend the money on that or or any other um what do we call this a, a detox protocol you know because this is detoxing on its own so it helps with expelling metals from the body and it helps with um, just, just detox, detox, detoxifying the body from other toxins through sweat and urination. Now I would start small, see how it does. And then if, you know, if all good, continue, continue to use it, you, you can use it on its own. Just pure DMSO will do all kinds of great things, calming the body, bring more blood flow. So in, in detoxifying the body and then perhaps play with magnesium. Magnesium is essential for body function. Um, magnesium, I mean, I put it in here. It's it's necessary to keep the liver active, and the liver, as we know, is one of the be- the best things in the body to process toxins um, and a lot of other things. But yeah, I mean, so either use it on its own or combine it with something that you take. Which uh, I think I this is the list that I got stuck on, but but it was important to me to mention it. So this was um, the minerals, vitamins, botanicals, and homeopathics, and most recently. Uh, I, I'm not, I did not know much about homeopathics, but I've been buying into homeopathics because I've been using them for the past few months. My wife used them 
and I see the value of homeopathics. I don't really understand how they're being formed, how they work, but what I've seen is that they work really well. Um, so actually, also from, from Amanda Vollmer, I follow her on Telegram and she sent a list that I think I forwarded to you on all kinds of alternatives to allopathic medicines that can be used with homeopathics and they work better and they're more natural to the body. They're just, the body does well better with natural substances rather than synthetic ones. So did you, did you post that on your uh, telegram channel as well? Uh, I don't think I did. Um, either, either. Uh, maybe uh, I did. Maybe I did. Um, you should and also, my wife was really excited to see it and she's now buying all of those things just to, we have like this, uh, we call it like our little hippie pharmacy box, but it's, it's like all of our natural remedies to, you know, in our, instead of in place of a medicine cabinet, essentially. And she wants to have, you know, a list of all these things and then just put a little label on it. That's in place of Tylenol, you know, mm -hmm. um, to use. That's she was great. so stoked to see that. Yeah. So I ordered those as well. And I actually see that I did post this. I posted on uh, January 29th, 2023. If anybody wants to scroll up and see in the Yoni Havana channel, if you want to join the Yoni Havana telegram channel, it's a private channel that you can find a link uh, either in my newsletter or on my website, go look for a telegram link and you'd be able to join that. Um, yeah. So I've been also ordering those just as you were saying to have on hand. And I mean, it's, homeopathics happen to be very cheap and effective apparently uh, from my own experience and apparently from a lot of other people that that's where they keep uh, surfacing on the market and have a supply and, and demand. Um, so yeah, so cool stuff right there, you know, what, um, would you recommend how, how, what, what time of a time commitment is, I feel that I shouldn't be always judging books based on the time commitment, but it seems like that book's relatively, how can this you hold it up sideways so I can see the thickness? Tiny, tiny. Oh, you, okay. you could read, you could read through this book. You know, I've been taking notes on it. So I'm, I'm reading a little bit slower and kind of thinking about the compounds and, and use cases and such. Um, but this is like, like two hours, like, yeah, it, you know, about two hours. And then, you know, one would be able to jump around and really get, get the meat of this within like 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, just kind of jumping into how to use it, what to look out for in terms of, you know, precautions and, and, and whatnot, and then jump into the use cases. Uh, I'm really, mm. you know, getting, getting, you know, I'm, I'm jumping into tangents as I read this, you know, so I'm able to get a better understanding of all kinds of other things that are mentioned, such as sulfur, you know? So when I see this information, I want to get a, a, as much of a well-rounded understanding of what I'm reading so I can bring value to other people that I'll be talking to. So I'm not only looking at information for, you know, my own purpose or my family's purpose. I'm looking like, what are other use cases out in the world that may be applicable to other people that I'm going to, be talking to in the future. So that's how I've been sure. taking this information in. And I've been doing, um, you know, much of a better job of taking notes also in the books that I'm reading and then doing the commonplace book that we've been talking about. So the, 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 the practice is to, to, to highlight stuff in the book and perhaps take notes, you know, small notes. And then once the book is done after about a week, go back and take all these notes and write them out either, uh, in pen and paper or type them in. So, that you that way you get you get to really embody the information and then you, you can get back to the most important notes to to oneself and I can sometimes connect notes between books as I'm reading about something and you know so now I moved all my notes into notion so I can do those connections uh more easily so 
Yeah, that's and that, you made a good point about mm-hmm. uh, it's better. You, you told me this one time because I get caught up in the numbers. I'm like trying to hammer through, and you say it's better to read like one book, have a full understanding and complete comprehension, and, and be really able to apply it than to read you know a book a week, fifty books a year, or whatever, and and just yeah, not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that's my take on it, you know. And uh, I remember Naval Ravikant, who we mentioned on this podcast before. He was uh, the co-founder of Angel List. He said it's better to reread, you know, hundred books over a lifetime than to read, you know, a thousand that you know you kind of glance through and perhaps get some inspiration from. But really embodying and understanding information deeply, I think it's is very beneficial. Um, especially if it talks to you. I'll make another recommendation here on reading is that if you're reading something. And you don't feel like finishing the book or you want to jump around or it doesn't speak to you. Yeah. Cut it out. So not feeling compelled to, and that, that goes back again to shipping, you know, not doing the hundred percent. A lot of times is going to benefit somebody to be able to move on to the next thing, uh, rather than kind of getting stuck or taking the time to finish something for the sake of finish feeling, uh, finished. Yep. Anyways, I got to run here to another call and, um, yes, sir. This has been fun. Thank you for um, educating me and the audience on the practice. I'm looking forward to reading that one myself. I hope the DMSO information was useful to you and the audience. I know I, I, I heard a lot of information. So if you're looking for more, you can get Healing with DMSO on Amazon or I think it's on dmso.store. Yep. Uh, amazing resource from Amanda Vollmer. You can also find her on Telegram. I think it's called, her channel is called Yum Naturals Emporium. Uh, you can look that up. Anyways, and you can see a link to that that I shared uh, a post about homeopathics in my channel. So that channel is available to join the, the private link uh, on my website and in my newsletter. That's going to be yonihavana.com. Beautiful. Thanks for the time, Doc. Appreciate it. Likewise. All right. See you later. Talk to you soon. Much love. Peace. Thanks. Much love.